Ash Vagrants for Rip. Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy duet. We had a very dare, but let's go ahead, Terrace Chase, and those for the bit, the heavy pit. Hello. Huh? Fuck my hole. Let me, let me wash these goldfish down with me. You Chico are a filthy animal. With a grapefruit twist. I hate you. Mm. Aww. Oh my god! <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> Hi, Nick. I feel like it's been so long since we've spoken. Has it? Kind of. I mean, we haven't recorded in two weeks. Because you we had to go. Which I actually, not because I don't enjoy doing this, but I actually kind of like having a two-week break. I liked having, like, two episodes done in, in the can because now for this one, I was, I feel much more, like, rejuvenated. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have, like, a lot of content for the pod now with two week, with a two-week drought. Yeah, it must be nice to not do any editing and then just go camping and turn off your phone for yeah. a week. What's that like? <laughs> A week. It was like 70 hours. Girl, it felt... I, things got dark in my world while you were gone. <laughs> in the Clarice Cinematic Universe. Ooh, I don't know about you. I was uh, peacefully rocking in my hammock. Um, well, yeah, okay, let's just... Uh, I can just start talking about my camping trip. Um, what if I update you on my life first? Do you even give a fuck about yeah. my life? I... Uh, totally do and since it's September 14th not 15th you'll, you're allowed. Do you know how bad <laughs> I've wanted to text you every day for the past um, 14 days and say happy birthday pretend like I don't know when your birthday is every day it's going to be really funny tomorrow when you don't hear from me at all <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be so um, funny I probably wouldn't even notice like honestly like I just get so many texts I'd be like oh like I guess I'm kidding <laughs> You're searching for my love and affection. Don't lie to me. It's like begging for it. <laughs> the moat has inversed. Um, so when you left, okay, you left as Snapchat gave me a memory of our the day that I think we became friends when we went to Pizza Press and got pizza. Okay, that's now your your inception date. <laughs> like. I, and I quote, I know you think we were friends before Joshua Tree, mm. but. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I like th- this is a weird picture to take of someone you're not friends with, you know? Oh, no. I well, you know what? I mean, I feel like we've been friends five ever. I'm, I'm going to move our friendship timeline back a little bit. I'm going to say that was when. Back to 2016. OK, back five years. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Cool. We've been friends for a little bit. Pressing those pizzas. That was fun. That was really fun. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about it other than it was fun. I just know that I still get promotional emails from Pizza Press being like, it's two dollar off Tuesday. And I'm like, I don't live near a Pizza Press. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm thank like, listen, you. does this God, work I at Mod? Pizza. What? Oh, God, I miss Pizza Press. Can you not go wow. to Pizza Press? I don't even know where the closest one is. There probably is one pretty close to me. I miss like walking from campus to Pizza Press. I miss being 20, 21 is what I'm saying. Listen, Nick, if I wanted to walk to Pizza Press, it would be a like four days journey. <laughs> so let's so not be rude. Like bar- you'd have to like borrow the thirst and come <laughs> <walk in. laughs> 
make your way to pizza press. I just strap on my running shoes. I'm so fucking fast. Yeah, you did track and field at <laughs> the girls got me. Oh, you know it. I was vaulting yeah. those hurdles. She vaulted the 100 meter um, walk. She vaulted it. She didn't even walk it. She just vaulted over. I don't know why feet. I want to share this so bad because I'm not going to go into any detail whatsoever, but I've had a really Imagine track and field. It's the same thing, but everyone's on stilts. Okay. Continue. Nick, whenever you open your mouth, ask yourself, is it necessary? <laughs> is it kind? <laughs> is it important? <laughs> is it important? Does it contribute to society? Girl, I would never open my mouth Literally. if I had to answer any of those questions. <laughs> this would just be my podcast. You wouldn't be involved. Girl, this would be two hours of silence. Literally. <laughs> of goldfish crunching. Oh, God. Literally, it would be two hours of ASMR, low-fat mm. Cheetos, and full-fat <laughs> goldfish. Okay, one of my favorite things. <laughs> full-fat Nick! I'm not here to joke about anyone's weight except for my own. Anyway. I follow this girl on TikTok. She's from Britain, somewhere there. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she calls like regular Coke, full fat Coke. And I think that is the funniest fucking thing in the world because there's no like. No. Well, one, there's no fat. I'm like, all Coke is no fat Coke. (laughs) And she's like, I haven't had a full fat Coke in I don't know how long. And I'm like, what's happening? Oh my god, am I in Harry Potter right now? That's hilarious. I know, I love her. That is okay, that's actually unbelievably funny. Um, okay, as you were saying, I left I left you specifically. You left me <laughs> alone, week. unattended, and I just uh-huh. had a rough week, honestly. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's just everything that was once exciting a couple months ago is either no more or isn't exciting. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's hysterical. My life is no, my life is a fucking farce, dude. I I know people listening to this are involved with these projects, and I'm not trying to shit on your projects. I am just having feelings. Okay, there was a day in July. Oh my god, it was literally the day that I was leaving for LA. Everything was so good. I got a call from a director for a community theater thing asking me to be in the show I didn't audition for. And then I got um, a message from my friend asking if I wanted to screen test for his movie. And it was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. It was like nature's healing. Like all these creative projects are happening. It felt like and, things were like kind of coalescing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, people yeah. want me in this stuff. This is so exciting. And um, mm-hmm. long story short, the musical, it, it was company. Steven Sondheim's company has now no, been. No, not Steven. <laughs> Stephen himself actually postponed it this time. <laughs> he um, me. <laughs> it was indefinitely postponed because of COVID. Uh huh. And do it in the park. I would rather kill myself. Honestly, the director, I love him. He was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do like a filmed version of this." And I was like, "Thank God, because I would have oh not been a part of it." Yeah, absolutely not. I don't need to get into why I don't think staged plays should be filmed like ever but i go to the theater for live theater i go to the cinema for the cinema you know i mean that's it's uh, like honestly to me it's almost as silly as like a filming of a book like literally a camera on a book and like turning the page every three minutes or something okay well i like that don't be disrespectful (laughs) i'm like what do you think an audiobook is (laughs) clarissa no 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 one's reading oh it's just (laughs) no it's just it's just 
It's just a video of the book for like nine hours. It's so good. <laughs> it sounds awful. Oh my god. Unless there's unintelligible uh whisper. Oh then, fucking not. Then breast milk me to sleep. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, then I ended up not getting the part in the film either, and it's just like <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm one little lady. Wait, you didn't get the part? No. Wait, when did that happen? While you were gone. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's just been Since like... Been gone. It's just been like a lot of bummers. And then I like got in trouble at work for like... I'm still kind of confused what exactly I did, but... Mm. Yeah. She, you, she were too sexy, too funny, too smart. Yeah, she said Claret... She said, Clare, you're too beautiful. I think that I'm going to have to write you up for insubordinance. And I said, do what you got to do. I just, my mental health has been taking a bit of a nosedive. And I don't, yeah, that's, I'm not like going to blame anyone for not casting me in their film or having to postpone their musical. But those things aren't helping. (laughs) You know what I mean? Those things aren't helping. My mental you said helping. Did I? Oh. <laughs> Which is a great new word. The helping. Helping. Yeah. <laughs> the helping. It's the help, but it's a horror movie. It's like 2% different. <laughs> it's when something is helping, but there's also like a lot of reckoning happening. <laughs> The reckoning. But a lot of, like, societal turmoil, like, around it. Yeah, I just, I know I've talked about this before. I just, like, whatever, whatever. It's whatever. It's fine. Um, I just haven't, like, experienced rejection. <laughs> I thought you were about to say joy. I have. It's like my life is really good in some aspects and just, like, kicking me in the balls in others. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, could you choose one or the other? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, this, this, like, really, like, high highs and low lows are just unpleasant. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm not asking for a life full of low lows. <laughs> she looks to the sky. <laughs> but no, I haven't experienced like rejection in terms of like theater and that kind of stuff in, I mean, a while just because I haven't done anything mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah. And actually the last show that I did before COVID shut us all down. I was in rehearsal for this time two years ago, and it, if you're listening to this, no shade, just the way it happened wasn't super cool. Um, About six months prior to the audition, the director had seen me in another audition and was like, are you auditioning for my show? And I was like, yeah, like, I think so. I, like, intend to. And he was like, okay, like, we need you for this. Like, we can't, like, we need you. We can't do it without you, essentially. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, like, they want me for the lead. Like, you're like, <laughs> then I'll be at the audition. And it's you. the kind of show, I mean, you can use your big brain and figure out what I'm talking about, but it's the kind of show where, like, if it's not the lead, it's like a part with 10 lines and she's just mm-hmm. like slutty and like funny. Yeah. And so I like go to this audition <laughs> and then. I immediately, and like this theater does not do things this way. So like I was shocked that it happened like this at all. But I got an email that night being like, hey, we want you for slutty side character. And I was just like, damn, not even a callback. Like I don't even get to try. Also like that much 
But I did the show and I ended up like being glad that I did it. But I was kind of like, damn, I need a break after this because this was just like a lot. Mm -hmm. And also I'm like more than just a slut. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like. I contain multitudes. (laughs) I'm more than my typecast, whatever. And like the show ended up being really fun. But I mean, I just like haven't. Like the last project I did like started with a large amount of like disappointment and like feeling mm-hmm. eh. And so it's just like to jump back into it and like more of that. I'm like, God damn, this is why I was taking a break in the first place. But I mean, like yeah. rejection is the name of the game, but I'm just, I don't know. And like the never ending pandemic is making me sad. I was, I was so optimistic and uh, sorry, I'm going to stop being a bummer on our comedy podcast but girl we you know this isn't a comedy as i've talked about before like in times of like societal unrest and like mass hysteria (laughs) i usually don't (laughs) that should have been the name of the podcast. oh my god wait it's not too late mass hysteria it's not too Uh, late yeah (laughs) get like really chill i don't like January 6th, I was kind of like, this is scary, but like... No, you heard. We recorded. You know, I'm... In the beginning of the pandemic, I was very like, I could all be okay. Like, it sucks right now, but like... But I mean, even like this past... This past January, like, I was still like, oh, well, like, vaccines are rolling out soon. Like, I was still so positive. And it wasn't until like recently when this just like... (laughs) Yeah, yes sadness hit me and I was like Jesus we're gonna be doing this forever aren't we and that's just been like heavy on top of like (laughs) other rejection so I don't know I've just been kind of like going about my day like a sad little slug who like has to be productive or else I feel like a worthless waste of space which is like a strange manifestation of my anxiety and then I go to work and I'm like not super great at my job and then I get in trouble for it and I'm like I just can't win <laughs> so mm. that's mm. what you missed on two girls one brin so but other than that like I'm great <laughs> Nick how was your solo camping trip um <laughs> <laughs> okay Nick this is when you make it funny again because I made it sad I'm like yeah it was it was actually it wasn't fun or relaxing at all um (laughs) it was terrible well one thing i do want to say uh about what you just said is not that we have many directors listening of whatever but like any type of i mean even just right like normal jobs actually um don't do any type of uh hey we need you for this show type thing unless you are unless like unless you are going to do that if there's like a shred of a possibility that you aren't gonna do that yeah then don't say that because 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 it's it's just shitty and it's gonna it like your reaction is totally normal of like because of what they said had your hopes up because they kind of told you to get your hopes up and then they're like oh yeah like can you just be be a 10 line slut and you're just like oh I guess sure and then and I then have to like, like act excited I'm like yay like thank you so much and I'm like what like, the I'm fuck? so excited for this opportunity and it's like are, are you no 
Never been excited for an opportunity once in my life. If I ever said I was, it was a fucking lie. Yeah, unless you're entirely confident that you are going to cast that person or hire that person or follow through on this, like, promise that you're making, even if it doesn't seem like a big deal to you, it it, it, it will be to them. No, I, I agree. Never, like, casting, I mean, I've cast a few things. Uh, you cast in, me in this it, podcast. I've cast... <laughs> You've cast I've the cast, pod. I've cast a few things in my life. I don't think I've ever said to anyone beforehand anything other than, yeah, I really hope you audition. Like, I I don't think I've ever said anything more than that, unless I was, like, <laughs> giving them the role. I have this thing. Sorry, I yes. I have more to say, I think. Yeah. Ah! Um, I have, I have, I have this thing. So, certain theaters that I have worked with locally kind of get... A like bad rep from some people for like pre-casting things and mm-hmm. like having certain roles closed and like which South Eugene Theater never did. Once. I'm not talking about high school. I don't. Yeah, this is no. Not... That's my only experience. Like with like the drama of pre-casting. Okay, pre-casting. Here's my my super hot fucking take. Pre-casting isn't bad if you tell people you're doing it. If you send out an audition announcement. Yeah. For the Wizard of Oz, and you're like, these roles aren't available. You want Glinda? Too bad. We already we already offered it to someone. You want to be the Scarecrow? Fuck you. It's already taken. Like, no one can. I mean, I guess you can still get your feelings hurt if you want to, but there's no room for like weird fake expectations. So I really don't love this. Like, I fully agree. People who like people who like hate that but then try to be like quote unquote fair by being like we need you in our production and i'm like need me for what role be more specific you know what i mean i'm like what if, if you talked like that the whole time <laughs> what if we talked like that the whole time Nick, what do you mean we always have welcome back to the podcast <laughs> make sure to rate five stars and subscribe <laughs> tell your friends <laughs> and join us on patreon I just, it's just like a weird double-edged sword of like, I don't think things need to be fair in the like theater community. I don't, I think that's stupid. I think that's never going to happen. Fair is made up. Fair is made up. Made up up word and concept. I mean, all words are, aren't they? But (laughs) I said, is it language made up? However... (laughs) I <laughs> said blah blah blah. That's valid. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> but I don't think it has to be fair. But I think it's more unfair to try to like have this like. I know what you're saying, even though no words are coming out. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm having a really hard time says, explaining it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Glad we could have this mental discussion. I feel like, like something I experienced in high school with, like the fairness of theater politics, is I feel like and the lack thereof. Well, it was lawless because I'd like wish there had been more like precasting and fuckery because she, the director, was always yes. so like, I like don't precast I'm not like I'm not doing that that she would like cast the most out of left field fucking like pull the most rogue shit (laughs) that I was like how is this like does that make sense well I I can't imagine 
like <laughs> behind the curtain, um, rewinding seven years when I picked the show I was going to direct and I was holding auditions for it my senior year at South. Like, yeah, the entire conversation I had with <laughs> our director, um, th- like all the conversations I had uh, when I was picking a show, which got really contentious and heated, um, it actually got really bad. I was like, oh, like I might not do theater this year. <gasps> um, yeah, it was. I was it, you know, I thought about it today, and I was like, "Oh, that was like an incredibly inappropriate text message for him to send me." Um, it was insane. Anyways, um, moving on. But all the conversations were about like, okay, well, who's going to play this role? You don't choose production. You don't choose a play unless you have some idea of who's going to do what. And it's more unfair. Like we didn't to be like, like we, oh, we, we have no idea. We don't. My junior year, we weren't like just randomly doing Othello, and Simon Longnight happened to be <laughs> at South Eugene Theater. Like, what? Okay, but oh it felt God. like it felt like my high school director did that. Like she was fucking drawing shit out of a bag and was like. Oh, looks like we're doing this. Hope we have the right people. For no, and, that, and that's in, and that's insane and not like. Well, she's that's, insane. So well, it's not, well that's in, in, <laughs> that's like no hinges found. Like <laughs> I, not a hinge I, on that woman. No, like she's does she's unfamiliar with the term. I because that is uh, arguably much more unfair than kind of precasting a show. And when I say precast, I don't mean, I, I genuinely do not mean all the roles. I mean like certain key roles. It's like, okay, I know that we have the people who have the capacity to play this part. <laughs> that's like, that's kind of what it means. And it's more unfair to not cast the best person for the role or the person who did the best in the audition for the role. And it's also not yeah. fair to go back on your word when you promise someone something period in general that's just not cool that's a shitty thing to do it reflects poorly on you and also uh hurts feelings all around and it makes you look slightly uh incompetent and sensitive and unconfident yeah i would also like to add that i (laughs) for the the film i was not cast in i like no role was offered to me like it wasn't, I wasn't like precast and then it was taken away. And the conversation leading up to it was a little misleading though. But also like that could have been my I, own. I was talking more about the show no, two years ago I know. than the I movie. Just... Um, but, but I mean, I saw the messages about the movie. Thank you. It, okay, you, weren't because pre, then... you weren't precast, but like you were not precast. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the same thing with the show two years ago. I then start like. And you can't just say, don't get your hopes up. It's like, well, I then don't start think like about elephants. Gaslighting <laughs> myself. And I'm like, okay, am I crazy that this guy told me, like, you, we can't do this show without you? I'm like, oh, what was I? The, I'm the only bitch for You're miles. Like gaslighting. You're like, did that, did I, did, did that happen? L- literally. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, well, what was the intensity with which. He said it like, and then I'm like, yeah, unless you like went home and journaled that night and were like, here's what happened. Like, and here's the exact like tone of his voice. (laughs) Unless you're able to like rewind to like April 23rd. Sorry. Exactly. So let's all stop. Okay. That's so annoying. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, (laughs) I mean, I'm also like rusty and out of practice i've been out of the game for two years so so is everyone it's not surprising 
I've also never done film. So, I mean, my face is literally insane. I was, quite frankly, shocked that he wanted to screen test me from the jump. Because I was like, my face do be like Jim Carrey in from time to time. <laughs> I feel like I have really crazy facials. I'm just like... Like when you act? Yeah. Huh. Or when I speak in general. Or, like, you're like, or just like my normal day-to-day life. <laughs> let's look at the way that my head moves when I speak. Well, you know that I wish that uh, you had been in my thing. I need you to tell me that and that I should have gone to South Eugene High School like two to like, three times a week. Like I just need like a voice memo just like, <laughs> hey, like reminder. Or, or, or I needed to tell you that when I had the thought in the first place. <laughs> Honestly, the only reason anyone does any sort of theater, film, whatever, is just, like, flattery, you know? Mm-hmm. I, It's all just, like, an ego jerk-off contest. Like, and I mean that yeah. at the highest form. Like, the highest paid actors yes. be doing their fucking award-winning movies to jack themselves off. And that's okay, because I'm doing it on a lower level. But let's just remember, sometimes it's, like... Just like getting, getting. Let's just remember. I'm just saying, like sometimes getting a roll offer. Clary spun it back. I did. I'm gonna rewind the fucking tape and tell you. Visual comedy. Sometimes it's like getting the roll offer or having you tell me, "Fuck, I wish I'd cast you in my pilot or whatever the fuck that you mm. later forced me to watch, and then we fell in love." Um, it's like that's that's what I needed. Thank you. Clary said, and then we became friends. I said, I love myself in the art, and I love the art in myself, and I am unashamed, and I don't give a fuck. Clary said, art pop. A-R-T-P-O-P. Pop culture wasn't art, now it's in me. I, like, I actually want to get, like, matching art pop tattoos with Sophie. I thought you were going to say with me, can we get art and pop? Art. <laughs> You're the pop to my art. Oh my god, what if we got art, pop, and then someone could get tart? I get low fat, you get Cheeto. <laughs> we get Coke cans. I'll get the low uh, fat one, you'll get the full fat Coke. I'll get the sexy man part of the centaur, and then you get the horse. <gasps> I saw a TikTok today that was someone made one of those like DNA fuck what are those things called the little like box with the okay it's a square okay uh what is okay, it called? just say, say more okay things. it's a box with a square it's how you get okay. oh a pennant square yeah i was gonna say a pemdos <laughs> okay. wait let me make sure that's the, oh i didn't a mean to open apple square. tv punnet square punnet not pennant penance that's your pennant <laughs> val corner taking it back y'all Holy shit. I saw a pennant, a, a pennant square, a pennant square. I saw a TikTok that was like, if two centaurs had a baby, there's a 25% chance of it just being a whole horse. And I love that. That's the best thing I've ever fucking heard. Can I tinkle really quick? Sure. I also kind of want to get a Coke Zero out of my car. Okay, here we Okay, back from our cute little break. Are you ready to give me our play-by-play of your trip? Play every second. Get ready for a two-day podcast. Is it flavored? It's vanilla. They have vanilla? Coke Zero Vanilla. It's so fucking good. I have, I've had 
Coke Zero Cherry. That's also really good. Vanilla. This one's better. Have you had Dr. Pepper Zero? No, we had this conversation last time. I'm sorry. Okay. Uncut. Whatever that was. (laughs) (laughs) All you guys missed was Nick and I came up with the greatest names for a set of twins that we'll be conceiving. You'll never fucking know. (laughs) Jafila. Jafila Lil. And Jamay. They're fraternal. They have his eyes. I have his horse. <laughs> Our punnet square would be so beautiful. <laughs> sorry, sorry. She's raising her hand. <laughs> yes, Miss Smith. <laughs> the Coke Zero Vanillas returning to from where it once came. <laughs> I couldn't. Couldn't swallow it. Do you know how oh hard God. it is to spit Coke back into the can? I, I just had a thought that if we had if we were both centaurs and had fraternal <laughs> centaur babies, could one be a full human and one be a full centaur or full horse? And their names are Jafil and Lilich. Imagine carrying around a baby horse and a baby human, and you're like, yeah, they're fraternal. And we're like, yeah, they're twins. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, 911 CPS. Jesus. Okay. Oh my God. How are we 40 minutes? How are we 40 minutes? It's like CPS. Yeah. Um, they think that horse is their child. <laughs> CPS is like, well, God. look at their giant centaur dump truck. Asses. CPS is like, I think I'm on their side. <laughs> <laughs> what if CBS talks like that? Like, I'm on, on their side. side. <laughs> 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 Nick, I said bring the humor back, and you did. Thank you. You're welcome. It never mm. left. So okay, Sequoia I, National Forest Park <laughs> services out of service in the Tesla in a hammock with a book. Give me the so lowdown. I, Okay, so I have been wanting to go solo camping for literally five years. One of my coworkers at Banana Republic went on like a solo camping trip one weekend and he came back and I was like, oh, you went by yourself? And he said, yeah, it was so fun. And I'm like, shit, I should do that. He said, I I want to be like you when I grow up. I was like, Austin, I want to be like, I did want to be like Austin. Um, He's dead now. (laughs) I also wanted to have sex with Austin and I learned too late in the game that he's gay, but Austin, if Austin you're Barvin, if you're out there, I mean, you are. I see you on social media. Um, he's out there being, you know, gay. Anyways, he's a gay guy who studied abroad in Russia. And I'm like, rolling the, like, talk about Russian roulette. Am I right? Like, fuck. <laughs> Solo camping, Russian studies and travel. This man is wild. Yeah, Austin's crazy. Okay, but do you think so, he's smarter than you? So, we were both working at Banana Republic. Um, Say no more. I've been wanting to go camping for about five years and, by myself. And mm-hmm. I just haven't had the opportunity to. And I just thought, like, yeah, you know, it, my birthday's coming up. Like, uh, this is something that I really want to do. Um, so I started looking into campsites. And then everything in Yosemite is immediately booked the second it's available. Um, like, you have to fucking, like... That's like a Kylie lip kit drop type ah! shit. Like Yosemite camp spots. Insane. I believe like that. Getting, getting permits for that. It's like they open at 8 a.m. and they're gone in about five minutes. So. Also, I'd just like to quickly say when this episode yes. comes out, it will. Well, your birthday will be over. So. Yes. 
happy It'll be the 17th. belated birthday, happy early birthday, but definitely not happy birthday. This podcast proves that time is a construct. Guys, it's a Tuesday right now, but when you're listening, it could be literally any day of the week. I don't know. I don't know what your choice is. And I'm like, yeah, so this is what I want to do. And so I started looking into campsites, found this gorgeous one in uh, Sequoia National Forest, which I've never been to. I've also never been to Yosemite. I haven't done too much outdoorsy things in California. And I'm like, this looks gorgeous. And I reserved it for Labor Day week because I don't work Mondays. So they would have given me two. They gave me Tuesday off for Labor Day. We get like one floating holiday per year. Um, So I used that. And then I used two days of paid time off. So I uh, pretty much had the whole week off. That's sexy. So I had got like my little stove and uh, a tent <laughs> and other items. <laughs> your tarp. Yeah. Your pillow pads. I was very excited. I was very, very excited. Everyone was like shocked and frightened when I told them that I was going camping alone. And by everyone, I mean... Only women, only women were concerned. And every man I told was like, oh, cool. That sounds fun. And I'm like, mm, yeah, this is what male privilege looks like. Because I was like, yeah, I have no fear about like my physical safety. Um, I just wrote <laughs> but, down. But then I was like, oh, if I was uh, a woman my age doing this exact same thing, I would not be able to sleep the entire night. I would the not get a week of sleep in that tent. Girl, the thought of solo camping. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a fun thing for boys to do. Remind yeah. me of your gender. Yeah, that's what I thought. This is for boys only. Like, <laughs> solo camping, I'm like, literally, what would I do? I would sleep with a gun in my hands. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I'm like, could <laughs> Corey asleep? Like, <laughs> if you don't take a fucking screenshot right now. Okay. <laughs> you guys will see that later. But yeah, so women were very scared. Men less so. My psychiatrist did seem a little concerned, but not for, like, physical safety reasons. Was he just scared like, that the sequoia trees would trigger a Douglas fir? He's like, ah, sequoia. I think Douglas he was worried firs. that I was about to... I think he was worried I was about to trade in a Douglas fir for a sequoia because, like, late June, early July, I, I was not doing too hot, and I think he was, like, still kind of in that mindset. Um, and it's funny, I literally had the thought, I'm like, I hope no one thinks I'm like going out there to kill myself. <laughs> Sorry, that's so dark. <laughs> it didn't, that's interesting because it didn't cross my mind once that I am like someone who worries about you, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm a caring loved one and I wasn't Apparently like. Apparently not. <laughs> you know what I mean though? I was like, yes, I, it yes. didn't. Did you see that tweet that was like, whenever someone dies from suicide and then people start saying like check in on your loved ones it's always the ones you don't expect that implies that there are people that you would expect (laughs) and I'm like and I'm like present so I'm like that's why no one checks in on me yeah they're like no she'll say it if she's when she's like she'll let it be Um, known yeah (laughs) yeah well also it's like I saw, I did, like, on a more serious note, I did see a good, maybe it was a tweet, I don't know, uh, pretty much saying, like, suicide prevention isn't just texting your friend, hey, how are you? Um, Which, like, obviously. But it's it's also, like, 
access to affordable housing and like healthcare and like more it systemic It goes all the things. way to the top, shockingly. Yeah, and to the bottom. <gasps> uh, yeah. Whoa. But yes, it does. So uh, I, I did not go out there to kill myself. I was only, I was <laughs> sorry, but I was worried. I was like, I hope no one thinks this. And I told Janessa, I was like, yeah, I'm going camping by myself. And she said, by yourself. And I said, yes. And she said, oh my God, I would literally kill myself because she's that extroverted. And then I was like, yeah, I'm kind of worried that people are worried that like, that's what I'm going to do. And she's like, oh, I'm not worried. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Um, but my psychiatrist came around and then he was like, yeah, you know, actually I, I kind of want to go do a solo thing like in Joshua tree. And I'm like, I know a guy for a certain fungal psychedelic experience. If you're interested. Oh my God. (laughs) And then he said, are you going to do any drugs out there? And I'm like, no. And he's like, like, are you going to do shrooms? And I said, as I said, no. And then he said, pussy. And he's (laughs) And I was like, okay, now I will. said, whatever major loser. So I... <laughs> said, okay, so I, sober king. Um, so you what? I would literally never do any sort of psychedelics alone in the forest. That sounds like a recipe to Douglas fir. <laughs> or like unintentionally like drown in a creek. Absolutely, I'd be like, Like, I'm going to baptize myself, and they would find my body days later. Oh my god, do you know what today is? The day before my birthday. It's the anniversary of the Target Parking Lot! I do know, I was going to text you. Yes, yes I do. (laughs) I went to that mall today. Bye. Okay, sorry, back to your fucking not doing It's the one year anniversary of um, the epic Target Parking Lot story. The day that I thought I died. Of of episode, (laughs) Clary's temporary death. It's like... God, I can't believe that was a year ago. I know. A year went by fast. This was the fastest year of my life. I agree. By, like, an insane amount. See you next year, bitch. So, yeah. So, I got everything packed. Got my week off. uh, Going solo. I wait until, like, two days before to tell my mom that I'm going (laughs) by myself. Because I knew knew exactly what her reaction was going to be. Just as I knew exactly what her reaction was going to be when I told her that I was getting a tattoo... Um, and I was dead on about the tattoo one. I was like pitch perfect. I'm like, she's going to talk about my beautiful skin. She's going to talk about me when I was a baby. Um, she's going to talk about how ugly the tattoos are on, are on the women that she sees in the locker room at Oakway fitness center. She's going to talk about, uh, (sighs) she doesn't get it. Um, she's going to ask me why. And all of those things happened. I'm sorry. You're telling me this woman claims to not be a lesbian, but she's changing her clothes at Oakway Fitness and she's looking at these naked bitches and their tattoos. I'm sorry. That's fruity as fuck. <laughs> that's fruity as fuck. No, she's not a lesbian. She's just nosy. Yeah. So I tell my mom, yeah, I'm going camping. And she's like, oh, that sounds so fun. Where are you going? And I'm like, blah, blah. And she's like, who are you going with? And I said, uh, I'm actually going on my own. And she went, no, 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 no. And I'm like, yeah, mom, like, uh, this isn't actually a conversation. Like, I'm telling you that this is what I'm doing because I'm turning 25 tomorrow. Um, I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm actually like very close to the age you were when you got married. So like, you got to let me fly away from this nest. Um, See, that's one of the bummers of having a mom who didn't get married until she was 
30 and didn't have kids until she was 32. I'm like, Queen. no, at my age, my mom was like hung over in a ditch somewhere. Like we're, <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. Like I'm, I can't be like, oh, my mother had four children and a homestead at my apple age. Apple tree not far from. Oh so, no, the apple uh, is still attached. So <laughs> Anyway. So yeah. And so she had the exact reaction I expected. And <laughs> of horror and shock. And then, um, and she's like, well, will you have service? And I'm like, no. And also, even if I did, I'm turning my phone off. Like, that's kind of part of the thing. Which, like, I understand that some people do not understand that. Like, I do understand that. That just doesn't click for some people who are like, why would you want to be disconnected? Why would you not want to talk to someone for two days? <laughs> Which is what I did. I barely talked to anyone for, like... 48 hours no that's like a dream i have such anxiety about just like something anything happening while my phone's off that i couldn't turn my phone off but god i wish i could yeah (gasps) uncut patreon did you like that patreon yeah that's right (laughs) we just cut out a big old chunk and sent it over to patreon if you want to hear me and nick really really um (laughs) delicately talking about suicide <laughs> head over to patreon Jesus. and give us your dollars to listen to that because it's something else so nick you were in the woods yeah so i found this gorgeous camp spot camp spot called lodge pole in the sequoia national forest uh i saw that they you weren't allowed to like make a campfire because of forest fires and wildfires and i'm like oh cool so that's and I didn't realize, like, you don't realize until it's taken away from you how integral a campfire is to the experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to imagine camping. I've never camped without a campfire. And well, what do you I, do I to really, sit there in I, the like, dark? I really, no, I just, like, I went to bed at, like, 7.30 when the sun oh, went okay. down. Because I was like, all right, well, nothing left to do. <laughs> like, you know? Jesus. You're like, I've already beat my meat 15 times today. Oh, my God. Time for bed. <laughs> And everyone in the campsite seems really mad. So I <laughs> They're heading over here with pitchforks. Time for night night. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Knives out, XOXO. <laughs> God. Okay. So yes. I so I drive to Sequoia National Forest. It's it was about it was actually it's actually like a five and a half hour drive, including stopping twice to charge. Wow. Actually. So it, isn't, it, it was not that far, which was really, really nice. Um, this is definitely a spot that I will be returning to, like, many more times. Uh, okay, I love that. Because it's very close. It's real. It feels very, like, like you're out there. I wrote down in my notes while you were talking, um, like, an yes. hour ago, that uh-huh. um, I think that you and I should go solo camping together. Now, now what exactly that means... I don't really know. <laughs> Two girls, one tent. <laughs> I have a lot of ways that this could go, but I think it would be a good thing for us to do next time we have a blow-up fight is to take a solo like together camping trip. parent trips. trap? We're, like, sent to the isolation cabin? Yeah. We need Oreos and peanut butter. isolation cabin. <laughs> That's another name for the podcast. A, a perfect film, isolation cabin. <laughs> So it's it's really it's really gorgeous and I get anxious because as Claire is very familiar with 
Um, if you're driving somewhere in the in the Tessie and it's like pretty much just inclined the whole time, the battery says bye bye much faster than if it's flat or if you're going downhill. And so it's like 40 miles, maybe, I want to say. That's like pretty just like incline for the most part. So I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm like pretty much fully charged when I'm leaving this last charge station to get up here. And then I was climbing. I got kind of scared. Luckily, all good. Uh, (laughs) Clearly, obviously. No, yeah, I got to the camp with like 37% battery, which was lovely. And then I wasn't worried. And then I wasn't worried about going back down because downhill, I gained like 10% of my battery back. (gasps) Which was a bananas. Tesla, the gift that keeps on giving. Thanks, e- thanks, Elon. <laughs> I'm like recalibrating. I get to the uh, so I get to the edge of the national park of the sequoias, and I stop at this little like booth thing where a park ranger with a lot of tattoos and piercings is standing in the booth, and I say, "Hey, I'm camping up at Lodgepole." And she says, okay, cool. Um, it's $35 for the National Forest Permit. And I was like, okay, cool. That's an unexpected purchase. And then I handed her my card and entered my pin. And then she said, Lodgepole has had a lot of problems with bears lately. So just like make sure you really adhere to the food, uh, to the food storage stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I drive up to Lodgepole, get there, get there pretty much as the sun is setting. So I quickly make dinner. I put everything into the bear box um my my picnic table at my campsite is literally at like a solid 10 degree angle so uh, the first night i cooked i cooked on the table so i put my stove down in my cast iron skillet and i put oil in it and it just like (laughs) just rushed to one side of the pan (laughs) so i set up my tent my mat my sleeping bag get anything with a scent into the bear box and then I'm like, all right, time for bed. It's 7.45. And I lay down on my mat and I'm like, oh, oh, no. Tell us <laughs> more. Like, oh, oh, no. This is, this is, this mat is sized for a 12-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Which you are not anymore. Now Nick's yeah, so, a 17-year-old girl. So it, <laughs> So it's too short for me. I'm six foot. This was like maybe five feet eight inches long so there was like my height four inches of like feet dangling off or head dangling off and it was literally like i think it was at it was the the width of this mat was the exact same width as my body and i'm a side sleeper could not do it on this it which was awful it was terrible and i think my tent was at us also at a little bit of an angle so i always kind of felt like i was falling so that's when I was like, oh, no, like this, I need to get a new mat. Like, that's clear. But whatever. So I sleep really poorly, really, really, really poorly. I sleep on my stomach, like sprawled out with my face, like on the pillow, <laughs> like just smushed on one side. Just like, uh, uh, it was awful. Um, Crying so the whole night. Sleeping was not good. Uh, but then I woke up and I was like, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. I made my breakfast. What'd you have? I had eggs and biscuits. Multiple. I had three <laughs> biscuits. Eggs and biscuits. Uh, egg and biscuit with uncle. And <laughs> that's a stolen joke. 
Anyways, so lovely breakfast. However, because of the bear situation, cooking and eating was unfortunately always very stressful for me because I felt like I had to do it as quickly as possible. I had to make the food as fast as possible and I had to eat it as fast as possible to minimize any like food scent happening. Girl, my little eating disorder siren is like, I hate that. That is so, that's like my worst nightmare. And and I was like, oh, this is so unpleasant because I, especially when I'm camping, I like to relax when I'm eating. That'd be nice. Whatever. Uh, Not in the isolation cabin. So that I... (laughs) In the isolation cabin, it's it's egg and biscuit as fast as you can. (laughs) I gear up to go on a hike. Also, uh, I'm just, like, picturing the bears, like, waiting behind a tree, just like, <laughs> the motherfucker's eating that biscuit pretty fucking slow. Should we kill him? <laughs> He's like, no. Give it no, a minute. No, Trent. Jesus. We Trent, give him this. at least five minutes. Oh, my God. Trent, he just started. Trent, did you see how fucking stressed out he looked carrying that cast iron skillet <laughs> from his car over to his tilted table? Don't kill him. Don't eat his biscuits, Trent. Trent, he's clearly going through it. So what if it was the cocaine bear from my favorite murderer? The cocaine bear is like, like, hey, I see that you're camping alone. Are you okay? Are you suicidal? Oh, God. And you're like, why is everyone asking me this? Even the bears. And I'm like, why does the bear have powdered sugar on its nose? So... And then you realize it's actually your psychiatrist doing mad <laughs> drugs in the woods. And then he's like, you're a fucking That's why like, I just dressed up as a bear. Just high out of his <laughs> mind. I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to kill myself. Like, my brain broke. So I gear up. I go on this hike. It says it's 1.7 miles uh, to the waterfall, the Topoka waterfall. And I'm like, okay, what cool. So the pussy? last... The last like camping, hiking type of deal that I did was two years ago when I did a seven day backpacking trip in Canada with my dad and some family friends <laughs> uh, on the you West Coast Trail. You haven't been on a hike yes. since then? No, I've, I've hiked since then, but like camping, hiking, outdoors type thing. Like I've, like I've, I've gone on Mount Pisgah. Like I've done like small hikes, but in terms of pills. like, in terms of camping being out in the wilderness and then like saying okay I'm gonna go for a hike now that was the last like kind of real time that I did that got it and those seven days were like <laughs> hardest seven days of my life physically it was uh, like un- unbelievable it's called the west coast trail it sucks it's so hard I'm glad I did it but it was like unbearably difficult and 1.7 miles on the west coast trail is like excruciating um so I saw 1.7 miles of this and I'm like, okay, like make sure you got your cliff bars, make sure water's full, like make sure you brought your first aid kit. And then I'm like walking and I like keep waiting for like the hike part to start. Uh huh. And then like it never really happens. And then I come across this family I, uh, coming back the other way, this mom, husband, three tiny little children and Are they the horses? dad. The dad. the dad was uh, Mega Dilf. Um, I saw him and I said Mega Dilf talking about him on the podcast. And hey, <laughs> hey, Dilf. And I said, 
uh, I was I walked past them and I, I was like 40 minutes at this point and I was like oh like am I close and they said yeah you're pretty close but it starts to get like really steep and I was like oh shit okay cool um, you're like gotta start slamming back cliff bars now so I start walking and then I wait for it to get steep and then I reach where the waterfall should be but the Sequoia National Forest is in a 20 year drought so there's no water it's just boulders I take those gorgeous selfies. I'm sorry, Narcissism Corner. I look so hot in those. Are you kidding me? No, you me? look gorgeous in those. I was Nick like, sent me some photos, me and Megan, some photos when he got back from his trip. And I was like, I was like, holy shit, my husband went away to war and came back so sexy. <laughs> war changed you for the better. So. <laughs> I just, I think men should have to go to war like they used to. I'm going to fix a lot of our societal problems. Anyways, I wait for the hike to get steep. It never does. Uh, I just end up in some rocks. And then I see a sign that says, traveling past this point is not recommended. Like, it would be dangerous because it's, like, very steep and there isn't a path. And I was like, all right, this is the end of it. I guess that was 1.7 miles. That happened in, like, under 90 minutes. That's weird. Which it's not weird to, for me to walk two miles in 90 minutes, but I was not expecting that. So I take these selfies, whatever, and then I go back down to the hike, and then I take a little break by a creek, lay out my towel, start tanning a little bit. Um, I drink the coffee I brought in my thermos, and I start reading a book. Okay, no joke. It's nice. Can we go camping together? Oh, yeah, that'd be so fun. Absolutely. Would you go on a Nick and Clark camping. camping excursion? I'd be down. Can you imagine recording the pod in, like, a tent? Come on. Untapped market. Let's make it happen. If we haven't broken up again, let's do it next summer. Or we could go like ice camping in the middle of like December. Ice camping. So I <laughs> take some more selfies and then go back to camp and I'm like, okay, cool. That was fun. I guess I'll have food now. And then I got in my hammock and read my book. And, and then uh, the bears I finished, were watching. I finished. I'm thinking of ending things. I finished reading it. So good, right? Unbelievably good. Which okay. I like. I I knew it was gonna be, but I mean, it was just phenomenal. It was it was insane. Really, like, girl, the audiobook is whack as fuck. Okay, well, I <laughs> I kept waiting for the moment that you talked about on the podcast episode six, where you talked about how the voice like morphed, like that part. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that's going to be like on the page. What was it like on the page? It's four pages. <gasps> and it just says, what are you waiting for? Over and over and over again. It just says, what are you waiting for? For I four got pages. Chills. And it's I like chills. so horrifying. Um, it's like the sign, the sign in the high school says, buy tickets for the winter dance. What are you waiting for? And then it's just, what are you waiting for for four pages? And I was like, do I need to read all of these? Is one of them going to be different? <laughs> oh, did you not read all those? Fucking fake fan. I um, think for the audiobook, it was not four pages of what are you waiting for? I think it was like. Yeah, that would be excessive. He said it like 10 times. I mean, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so creepy. And I'm like, is this broken? Once he's been <laughs> saying it for three minutes. Like, you like hear the narrator getting exhausted. But yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was creepy in a very vague way, but like it's that book is so weird cuz it just like 
it's the most normal situation. It's like going to meet my boyfriend's parents and like, I'm not super happy with the relationship, but then they just have these like random little conversations that are like the most profound thing you've ever read that like kind of change how you view life. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) I now I want to watch the movie again because the, the part in the house is uh, longer in the movie than it is Mm -hmm. in the book. Um, Oh my God, the basement with the paintings. I was like, this is like peak horror. This is yeah. so scary um, and nothing happens. And like, that's kind of why it's scary. When she looks, I'm sorry, when she looks at the photo of him and says, and he's like, that's a photo of me when I was seven. And she said, no, that's a photo of me when I was seven. It's so creepy when it happens. And then it's like somehow more creepy when you find out why that was. It, the whole thing feels like edging horror like it's a nightmare yeah every scene is like oh here comes the climax uh just kidding it's like really weird creepy uncomfortable situation and it's like like something's gonna jump out at you and then it doesn't it's like please please god almighty i'm like let me come yeah i have chills it it was fantastic it was incredible so great book great book um and then i started reading dune um because the movie's coming out and i want to read the book before the movie which is also very good, very different type of book, whatever. And yeah, so just hung out my hammock and then camped a little bit. And then three people from Illinois showed up who were going backpacking in Yosemite, but had, quote, had an extra night. So they stopped in Sequoia National Forest before heading further north to Yosemite. And And you're like, like, don't flex your fucking Yosemite privilege. And I was like, all right, cool. Like you got the Kylie lip kit. Like, so (laughs) you got the Coachella tickets. Fuck you. So it's two women, one guy, our age, they're all friends. They were all sleeping in separate tents. I wanted to know more about the relationship. Um, but I didn't ask because I also didn't really want to talk to people. And (laughs) you could have left them a letter. But like I, don't I said, me. I said hi. Like I said hi. We like introduced ourselves. I said like I'm I'm Nick. I'm here till Friday. Blah blah blah. I said, Hello, I'm Nicholas. <laughs> I was like, just hi. They went to a different campsite. So I. Uh, but yeah, so they're setting up their tents and like uh, whatever. And I'm making dinner, and I look over at my hammock, which is about. Uh, probably like 15 feet away from me cooking. Okay. I look over at my hammock and like five feet from my hammock is a like teenage black bear. Um, Just like, just like, like Jay Chillin. Just like. Was it Trent? Cla- just like, cla- yeah, it was like literally it was Trent. Like this, well, this bear looked like a Reese's peanut butter cup. It had like streaks of like peanut butter colored hair. And like brown hair. And I was like, oh, this is fascinating. But also this is a bear. And I'm so like, am I about to, uh, and I was like, am I about to die? <laughs> I'm so, so stressed out. What were you so making? I, what were you cooking? More biscuit? Quesadilla. Um, Sounds a ste- good. A steak maybe, <laughs> which would make sense for why the bear came. So, so I'm cooking. I see this teenage bear stalking through and I'm like, oh, Okay. And then I'm holding my spatula, cast iron skillet, and the bear keeps walking. And I can't explain how this worked physically, but it walked to the point where it was like about 10 feet away from me or so. 
And so then I'm standing there and like we make eye contact, me and Trent, and I kind of start like hitting the cast iron skillet with my spatula just to like make a noise. And I see it like it like looks at me. It kind of like looks at my food. It does like a little bit of like a dog sniff like and then it like sees me banging and then it's like, okay. And then it like literally just kept on moseying. But while I was making eye contact with this bear, Trent, I had the thought, one, am I about to die? Two, am I about to die by being mauled by a black bear while camping in Sequoia National Forest, September 2021? Three, and three, how unbearably funny would me being mauled to death by a bear be in terms of like, a de- like, are you kidding me? Can you imagine like fucking ha- hysterical, Hys- like, hysterical, like you would be, um, you'd be sobbing, but also cry- I'm talking about you specifically, not the audience. Yeah. Maybe you guys no. do, but Clary specifically would be sobbing, but also laughing. And someone would be like, Oh my God, what happened to Nick? And you'd be like, he was mauled by a bear. <laughs> like, uh, and part like, of me the, wishes like, you had been like the news uh, that was the, the way that news would spread what, like wildfire where it's like, did you hear about Nick Curl? He got mauled by a bear. <laughs> Like, why is that so funny? I'm sorry. I'm glad it didn't happen, but, like, if it was going to. I, I wish it had, quite frankly. Oh. That is, you being mauled by teenage bear Trent would have been just, like, I mean, I was already having, I'm like, I was already having a pretty ungreat, ungreat, a pretty not great week if I'd been like, yeah, I didn't get this part in this this film yeah like my other show got canceled uh yeah nick got mauled to death by a fucking bear <laughs> can you imagine but i didn't get cats so the trent like just keeps going along the path and i was like i would have right, emailed bye. that director and been like hey um i know you like are going in another direction but my podcast co-host did die <laughs> by bear mall at the- I almost said molestation, and I was like, that's something else. Nick, where did Trent touch you? Nick, show me on this Nick doll where the bear touched you. Wait, why do you have a Nick doll, Clarette? <laughs> You're like, don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, so- <laughs> like, ripping its head off. <laughs> like, what? The reason you didn't fit on your sleeping pad? Because I was stretching the Nick doll out. No. I'm like, whoa! I'm like, camping is weird, guys. So I, you're like, why am I walking closer to Trent? I'm like, <laughs> anyway, you like bite the head off. Oh God, I so, am Trent. Anyways, Trent keeps mosing along the path, and then I'm like, okay, cool. And I kind of keep an eye out for the like general direction that he went, just to make sure he doesn't return. Uh, I finish eating, and then five minutes later. A bear cub comes rolling through the exact same path that Trent took, but like doesn't stop. Like it, it, it just kind of like runs along and genuinely so fucking cute. I was like, oh my god, come jump in my arms. I like, I know your mom's gonna kill me, but like, worth You're it. You're ready to die. Like, I'm ready to die to like hold this literal teddy bear. Oh my god, it was so cute. It was just like running along, like trying to find its brother. And then they like reunited in the creek and then they like went off towards the sunset. It was adorable, actually. And then the park ranger came up to me. And this park ranger came up to me and I and I said, Am I in a movie right now? Cause you look like like am I in like a Wes Anderson movie right now? This guy looked like imagine a park ranger. It was this like that's who I was Love talking him. to. 
he had like a mustache. <gasps> a mustache. His head was kind of shaped like a Lego. He had a very yeah. strong jaw. He kind of talked with like a Minnesotan accent. Was it and, Ryan? Uh, <laughs> I'm like mustache and strong jaw. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, you know, like we're just trying to get them to go up the hill over there, you know. But you know, if they if they come near you, just just say, go away, bear. Go away, bear. Just shout that, you know. Maybe Go throw away, a rock, bear. Throw a rock or pine cone in its direction just to scare it off. You know, don't hit them, but just make some noise. Like, they don't want to fight. Like, they'll run away. And I was like, okay, cool. And the way every park ranger up until that point had talked about the black bears had been so casual. It had been like, hey, make sure you're storing your food properly. But it wasn't like, hey, like, did you bring a gun or anything? So I was like... I think I'm, I, I don't think I'm in any danger because everyone's talking about this really casually. And I feel like if there were like bear deaths happening on the daily, like this place would like Lodgepole would probably be like close for the season. You feel? And go away, bear. Go away, bear. <laughs> Trent's sprinting at me. I'm like, go away, bear. So, You're I'm like, like, go away. <laughs> go You're all I want. <laughs> You're all I need. Go away, Tate. I could do this all day long. <laughs> Go away, bear. Please don't shit yourself. <laughs> Nick is going to poop his pants. <laughs> So that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Good. Um, yeah, so Trent sprinted at me and I said, you're all I want. And he said, you're all I have. And I said, go away. And he said, ah! And, I, ah! and then I died. Um, and Trent's upstairs locked yeah, so on the balcony Trent's, right now. So Trent, Trent's running at me and I said, go away, bear. And then I died. No, okay. So... Uh, park ranger tells me that and I'm like, you're being casual. I'm going to just assume I'm in no danger as long as I'm not an idiot. Uh, and just spoiler alert, as it turns out, black bears are very, very lazy. They are pretty much only interested in food. They eat five to 10,000 calories a day. Skinny legends. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, same. (laughs) Same, but it's only in low fat cheetahs. Like it's like 12 bags skinty. a day. So I... <laughs> Coke Zero and low-fat Cheetos. Um, Full-fat Coke and low-fat Cheetos <laughs> for balance. Full-fat Coke and a line of Coke, if you know what I'm saying, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's my diet plan. <laughs> Adele wears the album. <laughs> We're waiting on 32 <laughs> for about 32 years now. Okay. Is she 32? So, yeah, I believe so. Adele, how old are you? Yeah, come on the pod. <laughs> we have Adele on and we just okay. ask her, so how old are you? Can and you then she's like, um, 32. And then we're like, and we okay, say, bye. Okay, cool. <laughs> we log her off. We're like, bye. Okay, so that was Adele. Um, Thanks, guys. Anyways, I don't even know where the fuck I was. Uh, Black Trent bears. is running at you full no, force. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's escaping! <laughs> the killer is escaping! <laughs> you're like, you're all I want! You're, you're all, all I need! You're just like, you're all I have! <laughs> I love Trent. The killer is escaping! <laughs> Oh nonsense. Okay. I'm so sorry. You have 30 minutes to tell this fucking story. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So black bears are lazy as shit. They're only interested in food. They actually have no interest in fighting humans whatsoever. They're kind of scaredy cats. Um, and, but yeah, mainly they're just like, I would like that block of cheese, but I really don't want to have to like fight this a naked monkey for it, so I guess I won't. I don't want to have to kill you for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll let <laughs> you like, have your But cheese. I'm a peaceful Trent. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. So Trent said so that yeah. steak looks mighty fine, but I am peaceful and I'll be on my merry So now way. I'm not at all scared of black bears. Um, although it was the, I mean, the only like genuinely scary thing about black bears, besides the fact that they could kill you in an instant if they wanted to, is they are like silent. Like, Trent wasn't making a sound when he walked up. Like, his claw... Like, his, I, could, I could not hear his footsteps. Like, Just like I, a Tesla. I couldn't... <laughs> Trent's all electric. <laughs> you ride does, him home. Does Trent has a frunk? <laughs> does Trent has a frunk? <laughs> does Trent has frunk biscuit, <laughs> uncle? So, I... So unfortunately, this is going to be our last episode. Um, 34. Thank you guys for tuning in. It was fun. Anyways. So I wasn't. So at at this point, I'm kind of no longer scared of black bears. As long as you're just not an idiot about it. Like, you should be fine. So, yeah, that's that was my Tuesday and then went back to sleep. And then the next day I went on a different hike that I actually drove to a little bit. I don't even want to call this a hike. It was a walk honestly like there was no incline really and the hiking police are coming so so i did so i did this walk and then i ended up at um the end of the end of this hike is moro moro rock which is a gargantuan sized like boulder rock hill made of stone whatever i don't fucking know um hill made of stone hill made of stone and so massive, massive, massive rock. And there's a quarter mile staircase going, like weaving up this to the very top where you have a full lookout. Mother Earth is such a beautiful whore. Oh, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll share the photos I took with my camera uh, with you too. So you can see. Please this. do. <clears throat> un- like unbelievably gorgeous. I saw that in all the photos I looked up. Uh, of Lodgepole mm-hmm. and Sequoia and I was like I'm absolutely doing that and that looks unbelievable uh, and it was it was like yeah like I was at the top and I'm like oh okay so like this is the prettiest thing I've ever seen cool glad I'm like aware of it in the moment <laughs> um, <laughs> and then this couple asked me to take a photo of them and I did and then I was like hey can you take a photo of me with my nice camera and then I always have to explain it I'm like you hold down the button a little bit and it focuses and then you push it all the way the woman was wearing a sundress and flip-flops and walked up this... And I, I was, like, 
soaked in sweat walking up this thing. It's like straight up stairs for a quarter mile. And I'm like, girl, and a home girl just like literally, how did you do this? She like floated up. Like, I don't know. So <clears throat> I am incredibly thirsty. <laughs> Get back to my car, drink half a gallon of water in one sip and mm-hmm. return to the campsite. And I, so this is Thursday uh, or no, this is uh Wednesday. And I've decided that I'm going to leave on Thursday, not Friday, simply because of the sleeping situation. He could sense that I was unwell and was like, I got to come back to my girl. I got to get back into cell service. No, my back was like, you need to get back to your bed, girl. Like, shit. So I, yeah, I was like, I I don't want to do this for a fourth night. Um, like if I sleep on this tiny little scrap of foam for one more night, Clarice going to check herself into the psych ward. So maybe I should. Um, <laughs> sleep on it more often. So I'm like, all right, this is my last night. And then uh, a park ranger, a woman, uh, <clears throat> comes up to my new neighbors, which are these two friends I think they were, but they were also sharing a tent, which is fine when you're camping. But like, us, were they lovers? I don't know. They were us. like two Indian guys who did not speak English. Um, us. <laughs> yeah, it was so us. Um, <laughs> they arrived, and uh, the ranger went up to them and was like, "Hey guys, just want to let you know that at 8 p.m. we're going to be having a show in the amphitheater." So uh, if would love to like see you on wild on wildfires and wildflowers. So would love to see you there. And I was like, okay, I didn't go to the one the first night, which was about like microbiology under our feet because I don't want a fucking science lesson while I'm camping. But but I I, I was like, I will regret not going to this. I will always wonder what if about the wildflowers and the wildfires. So she came up to your isolation cabin and said, "You're invited to." No, she saw that I heard her say that to them, but whatever. Okay. So I, so it's at 8 p.m. And so 7.30 rolls around and I decide to take a jelly bean with magical properties. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> take that at 7.30. 8 p.m. rolls around. I walk over to the amphitheater with my headlamp. I sit down. I'm alone. And I, I hadn't been self-conscious about camping alone in terms of like, societal norms or anything until this until moment that moment where when I was you sitting a headlamp on when I was like sitting in the amphitheater at the edge of the row by myself clearly alone about to watch this presentation on wildflowers and wildfires so I sit down and actually a lot of people show up that's so shocking to me and there are some people who feel like they are a part of the presentation uh-huh. and feel like they are going to be, contribute to the show and, and you're like one really of them. feed into the energy. I am literally the exact opposite of it. I'm like, do not acknowledge that I am here at all. Oh, I, I came to see you. I didn't come to like interact or anything, but some people are the exact opposite and said, I came here to be part of the show. You're if welcome. I get- picked on at like a show in Disneyland no. No. I will get up and walk out of the room and then I'll come back with a gun <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs> anyways I am sitting <laughs> here and the magical properties are starting to take hold and this guy keeps just spouting some facts and being like yeah I mean I saw I saw three bears today on my hike 
And she's like, yeah, there are a lot of, there are a lot of black bears here. And then he just starts like asking, like, you know, when some, I don't even remember what they were, but you know, when some people start asking very specific questions that they are only yeah. asking because they think it makes them sound smart. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's doing that. Love him. And then. Okay. From the picture you sent of the amphitheater. Yes. That's a big amphitheater to be like, just like talking, you know? Yeah. So. Ranger Lindsay is the name of the park ranger giving the presentation. And there is a woman in the front row who, if you are at all on the internet or have seen the HBO Max show Hacks, you may be familiar with the comedian Meg Stalter. Uh-huh. This woman in the front row was a Meg Stalter character to a T. This woman was wearing a red puffy vest, a black skirt, flats, a headlamp, and a side ponytail down to her waist and was asking a question every five minutes, like without fail. Nick, and, I'm so mad that you experienced this without me. I'm happy that you experienced it. And the magical it, properties are really there. starting to take a foot. And I'm like, God, I really wish I could live Texas to Clarey right now. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it'd be better or not better, but just as good. <laughs> Writing all of it down on my notes app as if I am texting Claray all of this. So I start simultaneously. I'm driving around Eugene, Oregon, crying for personal reasons, taking videos of myself to send to Nick at a later date. Why are we literally in love? Ew. Nick, read us your thoughts. Okay. So Sequoia presentation, Ranger Lindsay, we know Sequoias need wildfires. That is a question or not. That's a statement made by the Meg Stalter character. She said, so Ranger Lindsay, we know that Sequoias need wildfires, right? And it's like, why are you giving her a leading question? Is this like planned? Like, are you- Was like, she an audience? Was she a Sequoia plant? That's like, my question. Li- literally love. And, okay, just woman like a Meg Stalter character. Uh, Ranger Lindsay starts talking about uh, how wildflowers are really, really durable plants like they can survive in any condition they grow in fucking concrete like wildflowers are badass nick Uh, and i are wildflowers so she talks about how wildflowers will like make a home anywhere but their favorite home are meadows and then she's like so what's your guys wildflower like where are you most at home turn to your neighbor and say what's your wildflower three frat bros were sitting behind me and i heard one of them turn to the other and say brian What's your wildflower? And I was sobbing, laughing. I was like, "That oh my god, that is so funny." Was and Trent then, the bear sitting with them? And she starts and Trent was talking. Like, I don't know anywhere where there's steak. <laughs> and she starts, she starts talking about how to deal with bears. And she's like, "Yeah, so uh, all you have to do is shout, go away, bear.'" And so let's all practice. So this amphitheater in the middle of nowhere, in the dark. <laughs> All sh- we all shout at once in unison, go away, bear. <laughs> and the frat bros behind me are like, people are going to think there's a bear. <laughs> and I was just, I, like, tears just streaming down my face, like, silently. I'm like, no one look oh at me, but I'm God. so funny. This is unbearably funny. Um, most of the participants were children. There were a lot of families there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to turn to our neighbors, explain what our wildflowers are. And I was like, absolutely not. Uh, black bears eat five to 10,000 calories a day. Black birds have no interest in fighting humans. Yes, I said black birds, not black bears. Like I said, the magical properties had taken hold. Black, black bir- bears singing in the dead of dead Sequoia. Of 
really take full my circle. steak out of the cast iron skillet and run away. Anyways. All your life. Black bears are low-key pussies, LOL. This family came up to Ranger Lindsay after the presentation to like ask her like additional questions, including, hey, we hiked to the lake yesterday and there were ducks there. I've never seen ducks at this altitude. What's going on with that? And she's like, what campsite are you at? And they're like 60. And she said, okay, um, I'll, uh, we'll, I'll come by your campsite tomorrow and I will have an answer for you. I don't know right now. And I'm like, damn, she's committed to getting an answer about these ducks. Ranger so Lindsay said, is going to be up at 4 a.m. looking for duck trails. So they said, they're duck asking tracks. about ducks. Why are they at such a high altitude? And then the woman says, they were diving in the lake. And then one of their daughters says, they're dangerous. And the other, and the other daughter, who's a little bit younger, says, right on the heels of that's dangerous. I fed a duck. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is comedy gold. Can you reenact it really quick? <laughs> so we, 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 we saw ducks at the lake yesterday, and I've never seen ducks at that out. I mean, that, that, that's, uh, that's like, that's like 9,000 feet. I've ne- what are they doing up there? Is, I mean, is that normal? I've never seen that. They were diving in the lake. Ducks are dangerous. I fed a duck. <laughs> it, it was so funny. Oh, my that God. That was really good. Thank like, you, Nick. Tears. Once again, okay, hashtag skinny legends in parentheses bears. (laughs) We sang a song as a group and I filmed it, but didn't sing along because I am the main character at this park ranger amphitheater. (laughs) Keep in mind, I was literally writing these being like, can't wait to read this on the podcast. Ranger Lindsay is going off about climate change. What a legend. Ranger Lindsay is from Tennessee and I love her. Three frat bros behind me. People literally just say random words to try and sound smart or to fill silence. It's so weird. Should I get a picture with Ranger Lindsay? I really wish I did. Uh. (laughs) I'm just sitting here on my phone in silence like a serial killer. Uh Aha. Like the amphitheater had cleared out and it was Ranger Lindsay's one other dude and me sitting in my row on my phone in my notes app, like sobbing, laughing, just typing away in a place where... She knows I don't have service. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like literally making myself laugh. Like Ranger Lindsay is like, I think that one might be writing a suicide note, and but I don't I know. Said, the baby bear that went through my camp was so cute. Little girl told Ranger Lindsay she has a great singing voice. Ranger Lindsay can't know how high I am. <laughs> and then... Probably this is my favorite one. Why am I Loki hoping for a bear? <laughs> I emoji. <laughs> uh, girl. And then, okay. And then I stand up from the amphitheater. I start walking towards my tent. The amphitheater is on the opposite side of the campsite from my tent. And once again, the magical properties had taken hold and I had no idea where my tent was. So then I write down, girl, where is my tent? <laughs> and I like the Meg, you wrote like you were texting me. The Meg Stalter character Literally, every time she asked a question, she would say, she would start with Ranger Lindsay. She would be like, so Ranger Lindsay. And I'm like, that's not her like Christian name. So I said. First name Ranger, last name Lindsay. (laughs) Imagine unironically addressing someone as Ranger Lindsay. And this is a good time for us to announce that we'd only be like to be referred to as Ranger (laughs) Nick and Ranger Clare. Van. Vanguard and Prefect no more. We are rangers and rangers only. Relationship with Vanguard and Prefect has been cut off. 
we're only rangers. Yeah. Um, then found my tent. I'm laughing hysterically to myself in the dark. And then I wrote down the lyrics to one of the songs. Oh, little red bird, come to my windowsill. Been so lonesome, shaking that morning chill. Oh, little red bird, open your mouth and say, been so lonesome, just about flown away. So long now I've been out in the rain and snow, but winter's come and gone. A little bird told me so. Oh, little black bird on my wire line, darkest trouble in this heart of mine. Poor little black bird sings a worried song, darkest trouble till winter's come and gone. And I'm like, like, honestly, little red bird, like kind of got dark in that last verse. Like I was like, uh, Ranger little Lin- red bird fucks. So like, good. Ranger Lindsay wrote that. And I'm like, okay. Do you think she's, think she's into women? Do you, uh, I mean, <laughs> she was a pretty, it was a pretty khaki short sleeve buttoned up. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, it was her uniform, but yes. Okay. This is one of the songs. Stop it. Oh my god. Ten milligrams. Well oh. That was just unbearably funny. And then I went to sleep like crying laughing. That was probably the best night's sleep I had because I was just so content. And then I woke up, packed up my stuff, and drove away. And then I stopped at the first McDonald's to go to the bathroom, and I turned on my phone, and I had 84 text messages. <laughs> and then I, I like, loved one of Clare's messages, and instantly she said, Jove! <laughs> like, all caps. And I'm like, girl's, been, so girl's been waiting by the phone. <laughs> Yeah, and then your fucking clingy ass said, "Can I call Uwu?" Uwu, and, said, and you yes, said, "Yeah, baby. I only have ten minutes." And I said, "We'll make that 30. So and then I, we did. We did. Um, uh, but yeah, that was joy. my camping trip. It was very lovely. It was exactly what I needed. Um, but yeah, it was it was lovely and wildflower wildfires, Lana Del Rey. Um, <laughs> I think I think I'd like to end this episode, Nick. Okay. By asking you. Yes. What my wildflower Ranger is. Nick. Yes. Ranger Nick, what is your wildflower? <laughs> Guys, that's the new high low hero. What's your wildfire? What's your wildflower? Okay, so what's wildfire? The bad thing that happened in your week. Mm. And wildflower is the good thing. I can tell you my wildfire. <laughs> Um, a credit card company won't stop calling me and it's like, I'm going to get to it. Like chill. (gasps) Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. That was my wildfire. My wildfire. I'm going to talk about this more next week because I need to talk. I need to talk about this book. Okay. I started listening to a book on audible on my drive called trust exercise by Susan Choi. It came out last year. It won, like, every book award there is. It won, like, the National Book Award for Fiction, which I think is the top thing. It was, like, one of Obama... It was, like, on Obama's favorite things of 2020, whatever. Um, Dude has good taste. Dude has, like, good taste, actually. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so I knew, like, it was going to be a capital G, capital B good book, you know? 
But like that's kind yeah. of its own genre, kind of in the same way of like Oscar bait movies, where it's like, yeah, it's yeah. a good movie, but it was like made to be good. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, this book is like jet, like mind blowing. So that's my wild flower is trust exercise by Susan Choi. Everyone go read it or listen to it. What? Um, my wildfire was definitely my play getting canceled, not getting in that film. Wildflower was definitely you re-entering my life. Stop it. The moment I got that text. Honestly, talking to you is like the best part of my week. Oh my god. What if I cry? My dad just vented me dollars for my birthday. He's like, happy birthday. And I'm like, is this... (laughs) Where was my birthday money, Jehovah? Um, That's all. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is the credits. So obviously me and Clary produce it. Uh, Sometimes I edit. Sometimes she edits. We love splitting the work. Uh, I do the sound mixing, whatever that means. The music is by Anabolic Beats. And I would love to just take a little moment to thank our beautiful patrons. All right. So these are the patrons who have selected the immortal tier on Patreon. And you can do the same by going to patreon.com slash brain cell girls. So thank you to Jade Watson, Sasha Kosek, Hazel Herring, John Sims, O.P. Queef, a.k.a. Larissa, Megan Donovan, hello, Laura Zimmerman, also hello, Teresa Graham, hello, and uh, Piss Baby, it's Ryan, that's who Piss Baby is. Um, So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias at Brain Cell Girls. You can follow me everywhere at Nick Curl. And you can follow Clary on Instagram at The Grease Trap Queen or on Twitter at Clar Smitty. And uh, yeah, thank you. Illy. (laughs) Illy.